Thanks to Country Auto's Havel and its new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast with just, well, old thinking. 92.9. 92.9 and JB for breakfast at 17 past 7. Happy Tuesday. We're here this morning. All thanks to Country Auto's GWM. Your close calls. 676-2299 or on our Facebook page. Liam, how are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. How are you going? Yeah, very well. What's your close call, Liam? Oh, years ago, like the last floods in Tamworth, I'd uh, just moved from Perth and I'd done a whitewater race in Perth, thought I was bulletproof, and I bet my brother that I could do the floods from Kingswood Estate to Kalala Lane, you see. So I um, dragged my kayak, my whitewater kayak down and jumped into the floodwaters and never been in water so quick and within, you know, 10 or 15 minutes decided to get out, so I sort of pulled up on a log jam. But the current, as I, as I got out, I slipped and the current dragged me underneath the log jam and I'm under the water, buried underneath logs. I had to end up punching my way out of the logs and uh, take my head out of the logs and said, shit, what am I doing? Excuse me saying that. And, um, <laughs> no, it's a fair call. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just pulled myself out, dragged my kayak out, dragged my kayak for a couple of k's along the shore because I was too scared to get back in the water. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. Wow, that's a, well, you won't do that again, will you? No, no, you're sitting in the pub and all the old blokes are saying, yeah, yeah, they would have found you when the flood water went down, yeah. tangled up in all the fences going yeah. across the uh, <sighs> the creek. I'm going, oh, that didn't happen, so I'm glad. Yeah, and I lost a the bet. Call. Lost the bet. Never paid me brother back either. So, yeah. <laughs> Liam, yeah. thank you so much for the call. Cheers. See you later, boys. Thanks, Liam. Have a good one. Thank Bye. you. You too. Cheers. Rachel, what's your close call? How are you? Rachel, you there? Hello, Rachel. Rachel's close call was she nearly made it on air. 19 past 7. The Country Autos Havel. Take one for a test drive today. Don't see JB for one. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. 92.9. 7.24 with Amy Shark and everybody rise. JB for breakfast here. All thanks Country Autos GWM. Your close calls. We had one from Liam before. On our Facebook page, this is a freaky one. Erin on our Facebook page, uh, she was supposed to do a day trip to Port Arthur on the 28th of April 1996 when they lived in Tasmania. Some of the other people pulled out, so he cancelled the day trip. And that was, of course, the day of the Martin Bryant massacre in Port Arthur. Freaky. That's nuts. That's a close call. I think it was um, uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane, the creator of um, Family Guy. Family Guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he was meant to be on one of the hijacked 9/11 planes. He slept in the night before, had a big night with the TV execs, drank too much, slept totally through his alarm, which he said he'd never done that ever before. It was completely uncharacteristic. Woke up, totally missed the flight, was in a mad panic running around the hotel room going, crap, 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 what am I going to do now? Flicked the TV on while he's packing his bags and seen the burning World Trade Centres and Pentagon and all that and gone, what the hell's going on here? And then his agents rang him and said, are you okay? I finally got hold of you. We're trying to call you all morning. That was your, you were meant to be on one of those planes. You're meant to be, I don't know whether it was the one so, going to the World Trade Center or Pentagon or the Pittsburgh one, yeah. but crazy. Yeah, that, that, that would have been surprised to hear him on the phone, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. they're uh, like, what? Hey, huh? Huh? And Seth, because he had a big noise, he's like, huh? huh? So the conversation initially <laughs> would have been 
<laughs> I don't love it when hey, he answers the phone. Hey, Seth, are you alive? No, no, I'm just, you know, this is ghost Seth talking to you <laughs> yeah, now. He's like, look, it was yeah. a big night, guys. Yeah. Come on, he's up. <laughs> the all-new GWM Cannon. Unlike JB, if you're doing towing all the time, this will help you out with three-ton towing. Take one for a test drive today at Country Auto's GWM. JB for breakfast on 92.9. 92.9 and JB for breakfast at 17 past 7. Happy Tuesday. We're here this morning. All thanks to Country Auto's GWM. Your close calls. 676-2299 or on our Facebook page. Liam, how are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. How are you going? Yeah, very well. What's your close call, Liam? Oh, years ago, like the last floods in Tamworth, I uh, just moved from Perth and I'd done a whitewater race in Perth. Thought I was bulletproof and I bet my brother that I could do the floods from Kingswood Estate to Kalala Lane, you see. So I um, jagged my kayak, my whitewater kayak down, and jumped into the floodwaters and never been in water so quick. And within, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, decided to get out. So I sort of pulled up on a log jam. But the current, as I, as I got out, I slipped, and the current dragged me underneath the log jam. And I'm under the water, buried underneath logs. I had to end up punching my way out of the logs and... Uh, take my head out of the logs and said, shit, what am I doing? Excuse me saying that. And, um, <laughs> no, it's a fair call. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Just pulled myself out, dragged my kayak out, dragged my kayak for a couple of k's along the shore because I was too scared to get back in the water. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. Wow. That's a, well, you won't do that again, will you? No, no. You're sitting in the pub and all the old blokes are saying, yeah, yeah, they would have found you when the flood water went down, yeah. tangled up in all the fences going yeah. across the uh, the creek. I'm going, oh, that didn't happen, so I'm glad. Yeah. And I lost the bed. Lost the bed. Never paid me butter back either. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, yeah. thank you so much for the call. Cheers. See you later, boys. Thanks, Bye. Liam. Thank Bye. you. You too. Cheers. Rachel, what's your close call? How are you? Rachel, you there? Hello, Rachel. Rachel's close call was she nearly made it on air. 19 past 7. The Country Autos Hubble. Take one for a test drive today. Don't see JB for one. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos Hubble. It's new car thinking. 92.9. So we're chatting about whether Kalala Lane and Gunnaganoo Road, it needs traffic lights or not. A little bit polarising here. A couple of people rang me then saying that, yeah, Kalala Lane and Gunnaganoo Road does need traffic lights, but Scotts Road and Gunnaganoo Road need traffic lights as well. So a bit of both. A bit, yeah... Look, I think Scotts Road and, and Vera Street and Gunnaganoo Road, they need some, but Kalala Lane's not out of the question more. But probably, you know, if you're going to put traffic lights, if the government says here is one set of traffic lights, where would you like them? Uh, like probably, you're designing Sim City. Probably like the far end of Kalala. <laughs> I think that would be the most, <laughs> most useful. Yeah, all the way down at far end. Yeah, just probably, whack them down there. I think so, yeah. <laughs> we'll just put them in storage for a couple of years yeah. till we work out what's going on Maybe with you get them. get them in a warehouse. Or a warehouse party yeah, or flash the lights yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, a bit of 80s doof-doof music. It'll, it'll be a traffic the, light party. Yeah, traffic light party, <laughs> no, yeah. No. Now we're talking. Yeah. Thank you very much, RMS, for your... Uh, whatever you call them, self service New South Wales, whatever yeah. they are nowadays. Thank you very much for the donation yeah. for our traffic light party. Get amongst the discussion on our Facebook page. Thank you very much, by the way, Leslie on our Facebook page. He's our resident historian now, I think. He says he remembers back in the dark ages when it was a T intersection. Imagine that. Gunninganoo Road and Kalala Lane being a T intersection. I can't even... My mind's just gone... 
I don't even you know how to... You never turn right, do you? You, you only turn left and you go to another roundabout somewhere else. Yeah, like, I don't even know how to work that. Well, I mean... I don't know. You blinker on and yeah. when there's a break in traffic, you, you turn right. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, um, Louise. The Country Autos Huddle. Take one for a test drive today. Don't see JB for one. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos Huddle. It's new car thinking. 92.9. Uh, last night, of course, I was very much in the royal mood after watching the Prince Harry uh, Oprah Winfrey that, chat yesterday. That doesn't, that doesn't sound good. You're in a so, royal mood. I royal, <laughs> no, I was in a very jovial mood, oh, all right? Okay. I was very, but I was, I was feeling like I wanted to know more about Ooh. the royal family after watching that chat last night. And I've watched all of The Crown. So oh, you, I went, oh, you even watched the Diana episodes? Yeah, I've watched, oh, I've watched them there. all. All good. I've watched it all, analysed it all, pointed out where it was factually wrong, all that kind of stuff. So you so know everything about the mo- family now. Mo- well, yeah. The family. So, I've mo- so I'm, I'm flicking through Netflix and I've got... Now, I've watched The Crown. I want something else. So I stumbled across a show that I thought was factual called The Windsors. <laughs> I've, I've loaded it up. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I've... <laughs> I've loaded it up, <laughs> expecting it to be factual, you know, expecting it to be taken on this wild journey through the history of like, the royal family. This is an interesting documentary. Dating back, you know, 400 years, take me back to the start. Yeah, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> Was not expecting that. All I have to say is if you've got Netflix and you're not familiar with the Windsors, check it out with the same mindset I had last night. What's You'll never crowd? be the same. What's the crowd then? What's <laughs> <Yeah>. the Windsors? <laughs> the Country Autos Huddle. Take one for a test drive today. Don't see JB for one. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos Huddle. It's new car thinking. 92.9. Time to have a chat with Stephen Brown, the lawyer, principal of Lynn and Brown Lawyers. Thank you so much for your time, Stephen Brown. How are you? Good, Jared. Thanks for having me. No dramas at all. A bit of a messy situation, certainly over the last two weeks or so out of Canberra with everything to do with Christian Porter and this investigation regarding the the alleged uh, historic uh, rape allegations made against him. Very messy. Uh, How do you think this is going to be playing out from here when it comes to this uh, issue? Yeah, really interesting, Jared. Um, So often we see when something happens in the workplace... Um, and there's an incident, there'd be an inquiry um, into it, and the person might be stood down for a period while that inquiry or that investigation is undertaken. But what we're talking about here is something that didn't happen at all during um, Christian Porter's work career. It happened about 30 years ago. So quite different to what's happened with the Linda Reynolds situation. We're talking about something over 30 years ago, and now the New South Wales Police have concluded that there's not sufficient evidence for them to consider um, to continue their investigation into the matter. Then we look at, you know, but in the, the eyes of the Australian public, is Christian Porter always going to be tainted with, did he do this? Did he commit a rape when he was 17 years of age? And should he have to prove that he didn't do it, even though no one's going to even ever take this to court one day? Yeah, that poses that very interesting question that I'm innocent until proven guilty. This sort of flips that, doesn't it? Oh, it certainly does, because you know, he's in a situation where you know, he's, some may say he's in a no-win situation now, Yeah. in that you know, he, if he doesn't allow for an inquiry to take place, which it looks like you know, the, the Prime Minister's saying you know, is highly unlikely and, you know, Christian Porter's come out in the, the only media interview 
he's given to date or not interviewers really a, a statement that he made where he has said that uh, it would be inappropriate at law for there to be um, an inquiry into it. But we see this happen um, at law in, in several other situations. So, you know, for example, being a lawyer, we're required to um, each year apply for a practice certificate and for our regulator to be satisfied that we're a fit and proper person to perform that role. And maybe, you know, if you're the head lawmaker in our country and a minister in our cabinet, Mm. that you should be, have to pass a test that you're a fit and proper person. So maybe it is appropriate and also to potentially um, beneficial for him to try and clear his name for there to be an inquiry of some sort. Do you think an inquiry would be a wise move for him to have, to at least have the ability to try and clear that name when it comes to public perception? Yeah, so um, yeah, being a politician whose job comes on the line every few years, um, that it, it takes it to a different level than most of our um, types of employment where if we perform the job well, we keep the job and um, don't lose our job. So um, he's, he's you know, in the public eye and he's subject to public opinion. So um, I'm not sure how quickly the Australian public might forget this. Um, when it, and you, know, you would think that the, the opposition would take significant mileage out of it when it comes to a next election if he doesn't take steps to do it. But equally, uh, he's never going, it's never going to go to a court and it's never going to be um, a, uh, a hearing that says he didn't do anything. And extremely difficult 30 years ago, uh, especially when you know, the, the main other player has now passed away. It really is a messy situation for everyone involved in this one, really. Yeah, look, extremely sad um, and, yeah, extremely messy for, yeah, the, any resolution is going to be difficult. Yeah. Hey, Stephen Brown, thank you so much for the chat. A fascinating interview. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks to Country Autos Hubble and its new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast with just, well, old thinking. 92.9. Water to nine with Shannon Knoll here at 92.9. Looking forward to this. The next exit fest is coming to town. Tell us more about it from MJR Presents. Scotty, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. We're very excited for this. Tell us all about next exit fest. Yeah, we're excited too, mate. It's um, been a long time coming. Um, uh, uh, a concept we put together um, uh, to basically go into bushfire-affected areas or territories um, back in, oh, I think it was February 2020. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot's happened since then. You know, we've been through a pandemic and um, our whole industry's been, you know, completely um, side-railed. So, yep. you know, it's really nice to, you know, get to today where tickets are going on sale. We've had a great response from the announcement and, um, yeah, just looking forward to actually getting something happening. Yeah, give us a date and give us the awesome lineup at this one as well. Um, the lineup is uh, Ocean Alley with Spacey Jane, um, Dear Seattle, uh, Mercy Murphy and um, Clues opening up. Fantastic. And uh, it's on at Tamworth Bicentennial Park uh, and tickets do go on sale today, I understand. Absolutely. Midday today, yep. um, Bicentennial Park. The show is on um, 
Friday the 21st of May. So people should get in quick. We've had a, a really big sign-up for uh, pre-sale tickets. Yep. Um, so you'll have to get in quick at midday today. Yeah, fantastic. No, awesome stuff. Must be great. I'm sure the artists must be revved up, ready to go after sort of the the pandemic over the last 12 months and them basically being ha- housebound, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, the flow-on effect is huge. So you've got, I mean, artists can still manage some, um, some form of income via streaming and, you know, other other sources where... Their crew, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. You know, they've been sitting dormant for, for a good 12 months. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, we're, we're looking to hire everyone from the artists, their crew, all the way down to bar staff, probably around 200 people per show. Yeah. So, you know, that sort of thing excites us. And, um, you know, we just can't wait to be back. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And that, you, you are exactly right. It is a flow-on effect. A couple of, you know, artists I spoke to during the Country Music Festival, that wasn't a Country Music Festival, they said, you know, we're lucky enough that through my history and record sales and that kind of stuff, I've been able to fund myself for this year off. But so many of my crew and all of that, when they're on the wages that they are and, you know, the very um, uh, sort of um, on and off industry that it presents itself, they're not in the same situation. So you're exactly right. Sound guys, lighting guys, this has really hurt them. So fantastic to see a bit of live music back again. I know we'll certainly welcome it back here in Tamworth after 12 months. That is Next Exit Fest with Ocean Alley, Spacey J, and awesome lineup tickets go on sale at midday today. Uh, Scotty, thank you so much, and thank you so much for bringing this event to, uh, to Tamworth. We really appreciate it. No problem, and we'll see you on the 21st of May. Exactly. Hey, thanks so much, Scotty. Scotty there from MJR Presents. 8.48, up next, going to have a chat with Louise Cadell, the Water Sustainability Officer at Tamworth Regional Council.